Hi, my name is Marcus, and I am the host of Comic Corner. Along with my co-host Mason, we bring the kingdom of geekdom to light, or to darkness. Join us as we talk about heroes, villains, myths, and more things nerdy. Listen to us every Wednesday at 8 on Spotify. Brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. The mind is a crazy place to be. But do you think you could murder someone without intent and without remembering? This is the tragic case of the sleepwalking killer. Welcome to another episode of Pro 187. I am Joe, here joined with my co-host. Hi, I'm Sarah. And we are here bringing you another case. And as you can tell from that intro, this was a really, it sounds like a really good case. Sleepwalker murders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, lately, so what happens is, when we do like all this audio and stuff, you know, I'll get the audio and then I will, you know, name it certain stuff. So like last week she gave me the icebox murders. I was like, ooh. And now we've got the sleepwalker murders. I'm like, ooh. So god dang it. So these are really, <laughs> really good uh titles here. I don't have to do too much work with them, you know. So good lord. So it's possible for us to murder people while we're sleepwalking. Well, according to this case. Well, we are going to find out. And uh, this would make a good movie. I like see it like in theaters. Like, dun, 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 sleepwalking killer. I, I don't know. I'll have to pitch that to the owner of Gateway Pro Productions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to get on that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this one, this one is a good one. This one. I, don't I say that about every single episode, yeah, I don't but expect anything there's worse. just some where I'm like, I spent so much time researching this. I'm just like wanting to gift it to everyone. <laughs> Listen, I, okay. So there, there's gotta be a lot of research on something like this. Cause it's, it had to be kind of like a really long case. I bet you, because you know, it's like the person doesn't know what's going on. The cops probably don't know what's going on. So I bet you this is a really long case, maybe. So I don't know. I'm going to stop guessing because, you know, most of the time I'm wrong. So, Sarah, give us the facts. All right. So we're going to start out on January 17th, 1997. So there's this man in Phoenix. His name is Greg, and he was getting ready for bed, and he heard, like, weird noises outside. Mm-hmm. And he heard screams coming from his next door neighbor's house. And so he, like I would, as a nosy neighbor, (laughs) went outside and like looked over the fence. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, what he saw was his neighbor, Scott Filater, repeatedly stabbing his wife. Good Um, (laughs) Yeah. Her name was Yarmola and they were in the backyard. And he saw Scott just like repeatedly stab her mm-hmm. and then go inside to change clothes. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that Greg was like super confused. Yes. And not really knowing this is late at night, what mm-hmm. he's seeing. Um, so he kept watching. Yep. And Scott tried to quiet his dog mm-hmm. and then rolled. Yarmala into the swimming pool mm-hmm. and held her head underwater. Yep. <clears throat> so then he sealed his knife and his bloody clothes in a Tupperware container and put it in the w- wheel well of his Volvo, Vo- Volvo? Yep. Vo- Volvo, whatever that car is. Yeah. Volvo, yeah, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Greg kept watching this whole encounter. I'm sure he already called 911. Okay. Um, because his wife was there as well. Okay. Um, but he saw everything. Okay. So he's a good witness for this case. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the police came, took Scott away in handcuffs. Um, he took him, they took him in for questioning and he told them he remembers none of it. Mm-hmm. He also told him that his marriage was loving mm-hmm. and happy and he would never murder his wife. Mm-hmm. So that is how we're starting off. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? So I, my wife, and my son sleepwalk. <laughs> so I've had some sleepwalking incidents where when I, what is it? I'm walking. I remember what's going on, you know, but to me, it's a dream, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just trying to, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, did he not see? But, you know, I know other people don't remember and stuff like that. But don't your dreams and don't your, <laughs> your dreams are like, I thought they kind of manifest from like daily life, you know, what you're thinking and things like that, you know, unless he was watching too much true crime, you know. Which could have been. <laughs> he was listening to our show too much. Yeah, he's listening to our show. And wow, are we time travelers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he uh, he was listening to our show too much. And then he just had his subconscious just went. And there must have been something going on with his wife. Like, you know, like you can have a good marriage. But then you had like a argument or something. And you say you let it go. But it's really, really deep down inside. And then your subconscious just... You know, I don't know. Right. So I as well sleepwalk. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter has horrible night terrors. My son does too. Yes. And they're, it's like it, looking at her, it's not her yeah. when she's having it. And she doesn't remember anything mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. And she's screaming and hitting me. And I'm like, this is not my child at all. Yes. During the daytime. <laughs> For People who have not witnessed something like this, it's crazy. Like, my son's eyes will be completely open, but they're kind of just, like, glazed over. So you know he's not awake, but he's looking at you, moving his eyes around, and he's just, you know, because it's like, I don't want to say his eyes are turned off, but, it's, you know, that's all, all he's seeing is what's in his brain, and then he flips out. So it's Right, a, it's and it's like thing. she sees things, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So I can understand where, um, what was his name? Because I'm Scott. Gonna, Scott. Yeah, I was gonna call him Rob for some reason, but I can understand where Scott's how it happened. Ah, that's just something terrible, though. But oh. you said you slept walk. Do you think you would be capable of murder as you slept walk? Yeah. Because... <laughs> okay. Oh no, your wife okay. needs to listen to no. this. No, the reason why I think it w- was because I was, you, you, you were doing, I was, okay, all right. My <laughs> sleep. shouldn't ask that question. My sleepwalking story was, I almost peed in the closet. <laughs> and my dad A lot of people me. do that. Yeah. Um, What's happening? I don't know. It said our meeting was going to end in 10 minutes. Uh, are we are we recording too? Recording in progress. Now we are. Yeah, now we're recording. <laughs> so hey, everybody on watching video, we just started <laughs> recording. You missed about the first nine minutes of the show. We're gonna do something, and for you people listening on Spotify, you got the first nine minutes. So go tell your friends over on YouTube what had happened. So <laughs> that's my fault. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. That's okay. We hadn't gotten into much anyway. It's all right. Yes. So for those of you on the video, we were talking about a man named Scott who murdered his wife, but he was, we th- do we know or do we think he was sleepwalking? Well, according to Scott, he doesn't remember. Yes. He does remember. And Scott's neighbor, Greg, was watching it over his picket fence. So, why do we get so many Bo- uh, Boy Meets World references? Because yeah. <laughs> all I could think was like George Feeney. Or, yes. w- wait, no, that uh, was uh, Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. Yes, 
literally when you were when you said Greg was looking over his fence, that's all I could think about was his neighbor just sitting there. How you doing, yeah. Drew? So yeah, we're nineties babies. So nineties babies, and we love our shows. So, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I thought about too. And I was gonna get on. I was thinking about Greg, and I was like, um. I'm glad you said that his, you think his wife called the police because I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Are you just sitting there watching it the whole time, not calling the police? I know it was the 70s and the phone was on the wall, but. What was the 90s? Oh, 90s. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 96. Yeah. yeah, okay. So it was on, it was still, the phone was still on the wall. I still understand that, but uh, I would have done something. Okay. If you see somebody, if you see somebody getting married, because we're or not married, <laughs> we are a mess today. Yes. Just excuse us. Yes. If you see somebody getting murdered, wouldn't you try to do something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I also know that what if they're making a movie? Like, what if it's not real? And I mean, it's at night, right? I'm not saying. <laughs> That was the most judgy eyes I've ever seen from you. But I'm just saying, like, if you're making a movie at night and your neighbor sees that, I mean, go ahead, call the cops. I'm not saying don't. They just show up and it's a movie, but. Okay. I'm not saying (laughs) that that's wrong. You are. (laughs) But. Okay, so movies, they'll have lights, certain lights and things like that, and cameras and stuff like that. So, you know what? Maybe they were, let's, they were practicing for a play. There we go. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll say. So, I can understand that, but he was, she, he was, she was being stabbed, and then she got rolled off into the swimming pool. Like, okay, stab, I can understand. You don't want to get stabbed. But then you see him push her into a swimming pool. That's when Greg should have hopped over the fence and figured out something. That's true. That's very true. But then also, like, he could have been a victim as well. We could have been talking about his neighbor, too. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Okay. 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 So we got a little bit of facts. We got a little bit of facts about this case. What else? So we can see what's up with Scott. All right, so we're going to talk first about their marriage, Scott and Yarmala. Okay. So just to kind of get a background to see if this is true. Okay. So Scott and Yarmala started dating in high school and wed in 1976. Scott worked at Motorola as an engineer, and Yarmala was a preschool teaching aide. They had a son and a daughter, a golden retriever, and a comfortable house in Phoenix, Arizona. Perfect family. Perfect family. Uh, the couple really didn't complain about each other, like to their friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they seemed pretty normal, loving relationship. Uh, their two kids said, my parents actually really loved each other. Mm-hmm. So on, I mean, the surface, seems pretty good. Mm-hmm. The only conflicts between the two allegedly stemmed from the fact that he wanted more children Mm -hmm. and she felt he spent too much time on church activities Hmm. but like these aren't huge things yeah i mean this isn't cheating this isn't money issues the wife complaining that he's spending too much time with jesus (laughs) okay yep okay oh i just thought about this while you were saying all that schizophrenia that's that's okay so i've heard some cases where they say that um there is somebody else telling them in their head to kill right and sometimes Mm -hmm. that feeling or that person gets so over they get so overwhelmed with those feelings that sometimes they do black out and then stuff happens and I've heard that in many cases where they're, they're like, uh, do you remember doing this X, Y, Z? And they're like, no, I, I blacked out. I don't remember doing anything. Um, so, because that, that seems a little better to me because it's like perfect marriage, perfect family. Everything's going great. But he might have had some mental issues that he might not have known about. And then all of a sudden, it's the voices. And like, okay, because uh, 
was a church going man. Mm-hmm. Back in the, you know, back in time, people in church, they were like, if you're from church and you listen to this, I ain't talking about Jesus. I'm a Jesus follower too. But they say, you, if you got a problem, take it up with Jesus and you'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to mental health, they really were like, you know, put it in the hands of God, but don't do anything physically, right? So he might have felt bad and not got any help about his schizophrenia or something like that. So, And males are also very hard to convince that they have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So now you got all this thing, all these things, you know, his faith, it's hard to prove that. Now he might not be telling anybody he's got any of these voices happening. And then it just builds up, builds up, builds up, builds up. Bam. And then... Uh- that's a great theory. Yeah. I, I absolutely, I think the reason they went with sleepwalking was mm-hmm. because there was some evidence he sleptwalked in the past. Wow. See, so I think that's what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Must have been. But who knows? I don't know. I like my theory. I, I think I'm doing more better investigation than these cops. Yeah, you need to be a defense attorney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, speaking of all of that, though, mm-hmm. there is a amazing documentary on Netflix okay. about a man with schizophrenia okay. who committed a string of rapes. Okay. And it's this was like, I think, 80s. Okay. And they're trying to prove that it actually wasn't him, that it was his other personalities. And he's got all of these different personalities, and they have him on videotape going in and out. It's very good. But what would they do? What would they do? I, you have to watch the documentary and find out. It's so good. It is so good. What's the name of it? <laughs> I don't know the name of the guy. I'll have to text you later about it. And I'll put it below so okay. you guys can watch it too. Okay. That sounds very good. It was really, really good. And it talks like the psychologists are there trying to prove that he really didn't do it. Mm -mm -mm. See, this is, I want to be on that certain team because wouldn't it be awesome if they were like, hey guys, you guys are famous enough. We need you to come look at this case. And you know what? Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get right back to this case, but let's take a little bit of a break. If my music will play, yeah. We'll be right back, right after this ad. Yeah, I don't know why I thought I had more to say to that. Okay, we'll be right (laughs) back. Hey guys, it's Joe, or Joe the producer as you might know me. And I'll take some time to let you guys know about my show, The Joe Show. It's a podcast that I run with Marcus and Mason, and we talk about anything and everything except politics. You'll never know what we'll be talking about on The Joe Show. Sometimes we can get serious. And sometimes we can get goofy. But whatever we talk about, our main goal is to entertain you, the listener. So check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hit us up on social media at Facebook at The Joe Show, Reddit at The Joe Show, Instagram at The underscore Joe Show 20, or we're on TikTok now at The Joe Show 2020. Check us out. It's a great show, and I love doing it. The Joe Show. It's a podcast. And we are back. You know, one of the great things about podcasting is that you guys don't get to see the behind the scenes. We had a couple of technical difficulties during the break, and we literally had to get everything up and rolling again. So... Yeah. It wouldn't be our show without it. No, it would not. <laughs> like, there's always something that goes wrong. Always goes wrong. It's like these serial killer cases, you know. They go out, they kill, they think they're doing good, and then, bam, a mess up. And then they get caught up. So, I, in a way, we're keeping to the theme of the show. Exactly. So, yes. You know what? Thank you. Thank you for letting me see that in a positive light. Because I'm there really we go. myself. So there's always a positive in there somewhere. Yes. And I mean, honestly, like when we get big, we're just gonna have to start doing little weird things just to throw everybody off. Yes. Now, 
this whole little thing we just did right here about how we, we had the bad thing that happened and then we put into the serial killers happening, you guys should go check out Code 187's TikTok, okay? <laughs> because Sarah, what we just did there, Sarah's been doing that where she'll take a situation and she'll be like, you know, bad things happen because of X, Y, Z and la, 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 la. She'll be like, then you need to be like Ted Bundy. You know, how he did something like that. And then it's funny. It's funny because it sounds, at the beginning, it sounds so inspirational. And then she says something about one of the serial killers. He'd be like, hold on. What did she say? So go check out Code 187 on TikTok if you have not yet. Because we have great videos there. So on back on to the case with Scott, Greg, and what's the wife's name? Yamala. Yamala. So. Yamala, yeah. Yeah. If that's what you say, that's what I'm going to say. So, <laughs> right. Yes, that is how you say it because okay. I checked. Okay. All right. So let's go back. Yeah. Okay. So he <laughs> got such a like suspicious face. I ended on it and I had to, I felt like I had to commit. <laughs> well, this case, you're either, it's one of those cases, like Kendrick Johnson, you could be in the middle. Yeah. This case, you either believe he did it with intent or you believe he did not. Yes. And I feel like there's not really a gray area. Yes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, back to the case. Um, all right. So. <clears throat> After all of this, police asked Scott to tell them what he remembers mm -hmm. leading up to his arrest. And this is what he said. The night before, on January 16th, 1997, Scott said that he and his wife woke up around 3 a.m. to what sounded like someone walking on the gravel outside of their bedroom window. Scott said he got out of bed and looked around the home, but didn't see anything. Mm -hmm. um, so he went back to bed, but he said that he had like not a great sleep that night mm -hmm. because he was worried. You know, you're worried about your family. Yep. He just didn't sleep good. Mm -hmm. So the following day, Scott worked a full day at his job for Motorola. Mm -hmm. And then he came home to have dinner with his wife and his two kids. Yep. After dinner, Scott, who taught a daily early morning religious education class, mm -hmm. that's a lot to say, um, <laughs> before work, said that he prepared a lesson and he planned it to give it the next day. Yes. So he's writing his lesson. Mm -hmm. um, so Scott said that his wife had asked him to fix their pool filter at about 9 p.m. that night. Mm -hmm. He said he went out to the pool in the backyard and he tried to fix it, but because it was late and dark, he gave up. When he came back inside, he said his wife was asleep on the couch, so he kissed her goodnight, promised to fix the pool filter the following day, and then went to bed. Now, this is a direct quote. He said, I was really exhausted and crashed in bed. I would guess that it was between 9.30 and 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. So that's the exact quote that he said. Mm -hmm. The next thing he said is that he remembers standing at the top of the stairs in his pajamas as police officers with their guns drawn yelled at him to keep his hands visible and get on the floor. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> He is now <laughs> saying, like, all right, I was really exhausted, mm -hmm. and I went to sleep. Don't remember anything except for you woke me up, and I was on the stairs. Yes. I. So remember when we were talking about earlier how in your dreams it's based off of what you see in real life? Um, so the drowning connection, well, she didn't drown. That's what I was thinking, like, the – the the drowning connection there where the she, pool yeah, the pool filter yeah that was something that's mine but i was waiting for, i was trying to figure out if you were going to say something like maybe it, it irked him that she asked him that or something you know or something happened you know that um yeah that he came late he came when he came home that night that's when she asked him to do it 
See, yeah. I, I already know what happened, you know. <laughs> See. <laughs> I'm not going to fix the pool filter, woman. Like, yeah, I just got home from the Bible study class. I'm ready to eat and go to bed. And you over here telling me, go fix the pool filter. So then he had that little nudge in his head, like the little irritation. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to go fix it. And then it wasn't working. Right, so then you got a little more frustration, and you're like, "I'm gonna fix it tomorrow." And then you kiss her goodnight, and then it just seeps into your what's that subconscious, and then next thing you know, there it is. I mean, that's definitely true. I think just those little things in a marriage where you're just like, "Woman," or whatever you are, stop it, you know. Well, I even heard like a lot of a lot of big things really don't mess up a marriage it's the little stuff you know where you know you just got stuff pent down so much and then it just explodes one day so i don't know i don't know and i think that sleep is the weirdest thing in the world oh yeah i know it's normal i know we all do it but isn't just the concept of like we all collectively like are there but not there mm-hmm. oh yeah and what I, one thing I was thinking about one time is like just listening to a, a lot of these murders and things like that, how vulnerable you are when you're sleeping. Yes, <laughs> like, defenseless. Yeah, it's one of those things where like I go downstairs, I lock my doors, and then I'm just laying in this bed just like, come get me, you know, kind of. Yeah. Girl. And it's just crazy. And then the fact that your brain is so complex, you know, that it can make your body move involuntarily and you can do things and not know that you're doing them. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm probably going to pee in my closet tonight because, <laughs> because it's going to be one of those things. My body's going to be like, we were talking about sleepwalking and you know, blah, blah, blah. and then my wife's going to be like, Joe, what in the world? And I'm like, we was talking about in the podcast. Listen to it. Listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. She's going to be like, you got to stop. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Yep. I'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, this is my last time on the show signing off. We'll find a new host here. <laughs> or a new buddy. So, yeah, it's our brains are crazy. It, and it's really crazy, especially when you, you hear all these cases with just schizophrenia and all these mental diseases that these killers go through. And... I really feel bad. Now, did they charge him with anything? Did the... So we're going to get there. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to get to his defense, all of that. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel. Right. As a jury member, you're like, what do I do with this? Yeah, because on last week we talked about um, Angel and how, nope, nope, I'm, no. That's the, that was way back when. Yeah, way but, back yeah. When. So that case we talked about, Angel, it was one of those things where it was like, we knew that Mario and the other people, we were like, they need to go to jail. You know, this guy has a chance of sleepwalking and actually murdering. And even though murder's a bad thing, can you really convict him if he didn't know he was doing it? Right. And that comes down to like intent. Like, mm-hmm. do you have the intent to do it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you're sleeping and you're dreaming about killing your wife, is that intent? Yeah. When she pisses you off and you're like, just leave woman. Mm-hmm. Is that intent? Like there's so much gray area when it comes to cases like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said before, it's like black and white, but yet like, it's just, it's very, I don't know. Everybody has a different opinion. Yeah, and how do you prove something like that? You know, you can't like a jury has to prove 100% without a doubt that they did it. And yeah. it's like, I don't think I could. Yeah. And that's the same thing with the, uh, even if you get like the lie detector, it's one of those things where he could believe he's telling the truth. And then man, let's just say, I would hate to be one of the jurors on at this trial because this would suck because you're yeah. like okay he might be asleep so in a way he's innocent but he's actually pretty guilty because he did kill her but he was asleep what do we do like 
they probably spent years and years <laughs> in court. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the court case is interesting, but we will definitely get there. Okay. Um, so when the police officers arrive, they saw Scott moving around upstairs. Mm-hmm. So they checked on the victim, of course, but they could tell she was already gone. Yes. When police went inside to confront Scott, they asked him who else is in the house. Scott told them, my wife and my two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two children didn't hear anything yeah. at all. Um, the police pointed out that Scott had blood on his neck. He said he didn't know how it got there. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott was arrested and charged with first-degree murder of his wife's death. Now, a trial, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I'm sure everybody is like, get to the trial, what happened? Yeah, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> It began in June 1999. This was a trial and a case that was super historic. Mm-hmm. Um, the prosecution said that Scott murdered his wife and that was it. Done deal. Put him away. Yep. The defense said he was sleepwalking and had no control over what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the defense. Uh, there were many parts to their case Mm -hmm. um first that scott was a known sleepwalker this was the big like this is what they thought was the smoking gun um scott's mother and sister said that they remembered he used to sleepwalk Mm -hmm. um they said it happened when he was under a lot of stress whether it was school or in youth or later when he was planning his wedding Mm -hmm. working full-time like something that would cause stress which that would happen with me. Yeah. Like my mom said every first day of school that yeah. night before I would sleepwalk. <laughs> uh, and I was bad. I actually like went outside Yeah, I, and they had to put bells on the doors. Yeah. I've never done that. I've heard people cook a whole eight course meal, you know, and then be like, man, I'm so tired. I don't know. <laughs> right you're tired because you're sleeping but also cooking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so his there's this huge 2020 episode about this case and um i got a lot of my sources from that but his mother said to 2020 that there were several times he came down the stairs like fully dressed walked in the living room ready for school but mm-hmm. it was like midnight Uh, then one time he came down the stairs and he was probably like 15 or 16 Mm -hmm. and he was like completely naked. Yep. Uh, the next day you'd ask him about it and he would say, I don't know. I didn't, I don't remember doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Scott's sister, Laura told 2020 that there was one time, um, and it was about, he was about like. 20 years old that she encountered him sleepwalking in his kitchen headed for the back door when she moved to try to stop him from going outside she said that he grabbed me by the shoulders and just tossed me Mm -hmm. he looked so angry he was almost demonic Mm -hmm. i have never seen him look like that ever so this was the defense's like big thing is he's done this um and I remember hearing, like, don't wake a sleepwalker. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, the big science behind that. But they always said, like, if they're in the middle of a sleepwalking thing, that they could react badly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the defense was like, maybe this is what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says he doesn't remember any of these instances and he does not remember that night at all Mm -hmm. um they sent him to a sleep disorder research center where they tested his brain for a four-day period and found abnormalities consisted with those of sleepwalkers so he wasn't lying Mm -hmm. about sleepwalking he was a sleepwalker okay Um, he had interruptions in the phases of sleep right before the dreaming stage, which is typical of sleepwalkers. Okay. So right before you get into a dreaming state is when a lot of your sleepwalking happens, which when I was 
researching about my daughter because she has night terrors. Mm. Um, it, it is like that. Like she's almost, I'm like, okay, she's asleep. She's fine. We walk out of the room and it's like, she does it again. Yeah. Like she's not fully asleep yet. Yep. And that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was just thinking it all makes sense. Doesn't it? Does it all make sense to you? This cold case now, like from the stories and things they were telling me. So, this is just what I think. I don't know if you guys have put this together, but the pool, our whole pool idea, you know, that little bug, you know, him, his wife asked him to put the pool, change the pool filter, right? Guy goes, falls asleep, right? He's walking downstairs. Maybe he's going to go change the f- pool filter while he's sleeping. His wife sees this and is like, oh, he's having another one of his sleepwalking things she tries to stop him he attacks her and because he was going to the pool anyway he throws her in the pool like i mean yeah and that's completely what this defense and these professional like these sleep professionals this is what they are saying as well that that's what happened yeah um and this psychologist testified for the defense and told forensic files that sleepwalkers have committed such senseless acts as destroying their own furniture, um, plunging their own arms through glass, um, just weird things. And her theory was that Scott, while sleepwalking, walking, Mm -hmm. was working on the malfunctioning swimming pool pump. Mm -hmm. When Yarmola walked over to question him about it, his fight or flight impulse kicked in and he attacked her. Yeah. Why he did feel like threatened by his own wife. Uh, sleepwalkers are incapable of facial recognition mm-hmm. during episodes. Scott mistook Yarmala for an attacker. Mm-hmm. This is what the psychologist believes. Scott never once said to this day that he didn't kill his wife. Mm-hmm. Just that he didn't remember doing it. Yep. And he did not want to intentionally kill her. Yep. So <clears throat> there's a lot of interviews of Scott and he constantly says like, yeah, I killed her, but I, I don't remember doing it. Like he knows there's enough evidence. Yep. He just doesn't know why he did it or that he did it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I don't even think it's Scott's fault. I think it's Greg's fault. For not stopping it in time. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> That's what I Do you thought. think that he should have, that Greg, the neighbor, mm-hmm. should have had any, like, charges brought against him? Uh, yeah. Because there's the bystander effect and, like, mm-hmm. you know, do you step in yeah. in a situation? That's That's what I was just thinking. I mean... But then we deal with, so like when you deal, I don't know how people used to work back then because it, did we still have that thing where it was like, oh, this is a husband and wife having a fight. This is their issue, but I'm going to still snoop, you know. I mean, but still, if you see that she's being beaten brutal, brutal, you know the word I'm trying to say. Brutally. Yeah. If she's being beaten that bad, you, you need to stop in and say, hey, Scott, man, maybe you need to stop, you know. And then just watch her going to the pool. They either try to pull her out of the pool, you know? Like, right. did you just let her float and then wait for the cops to get there, you know? Just saying. So I don't know if I have this written later in my, my notes. I don't remember. But nope. what's interesting to me about this defense was I can buy a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But then you have him changing showering or whatever he did i guess he just changed um hiding the weapon getting the weapon Mm -hmm. like if he's out at the pool why does he have a knife Mm -hmm. you know like those things are fishy to me but as a sleepwalker and as the research shows it's not hold on predictable sarah you didn't tell us any of this did you say did you say that about the the knife being stuff hidden and I was just in my brain. Yes. So at the very beginning. Okay. <clears throat> I was in my brain. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Let's recap because okay. that's 
important. I missed that. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. Um, the, so Greg was watching him, remember? And he uh. put his clothes and the knife in a Tupperware and put it in the wheel well of the car I can't pronounce. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay, I will tell people. When we start the show, my brain's not like in full. He's not in detective mode yet. Yeah. So like the first couple of things, it'll just be like, she'll say something. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And then I'll be like, bam. Yeah. So that's the things that get me is like, he did, how did he get a knife out at the pool? Like he had to have gone, gotten a knife, gone to the pool. You know, like how did did Yarmola wake him up when he was inside mm-hmm. when he was outside when he was you know like I just don't know mm. those are the things that I'm like does that prove intent that he's trying to hide it too yeah yeah is he trying to like his whole story right yeah because he said there was an intruder the night before uh-huh. intruder yeah. around his home is he trying to place blame Yes. On someone else. I mean, or maybe. Hmm. Was he going to just say like, oh, someone else killed her? Or it was going to be one of those things where it was like, maybe, maybe his, so his subconscious knew that somebody had tried to break in last night. And while he was going to change the pool, he needed protection. <laughs> I mean, true. You're making a lot of excuses for the guy, but it's true. I mean, yeah. Well, we just have to take all the everything and, you know, try to see that's the crazy thing about these these things. It's just you don't know what happened. But here's right. okay. But then we always have to do this. If you gotta think, this is a pretty good plan right here, you know? Like you know you have a history of sleepwalking. You come up with the thing that, oh, there was an intruder. So now when you go out to fix the, f- the pool filter, you know, uh, you can say, oh, I was, uh, uh, I was worried about that somebody else was coming to get me. What the heck is going on? I don't want to hit that button again. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, something popped up on the screen. But, yeah. <clears throat> This would be a great plan. And he's walking free today, right? right? We don't know yet. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. See, I'm getting there. This is this is my thing. This is the hard part about all this because my mouth just starts running <clears throat> and then you're not where we're supposed to be at. Okay, Sarah, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, because I wrote this as the defense, the prosecution, and then the conviction. Right. So we're getting there. Listen, um, I'm not going to say any more. No, you're, you're fine. Um, so the prosecution said a lot of the things that I brought up or that we brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, one of the things they said was, why didn't Yarmula's screams and the dog barking, like, why didn't that wake him up? Why did the police wake him up? But him murdering her and her screaming and all of that didn't, mm-hmm. which is odd. But I mean, what's interesting about this case is like, nothing makes sense because in a sleepwalker's brain like Mm -hmm. you don't know what's happening yeah um so they pointed out the concealing of evidence Mm -hmm. um they said that they believe scott planned to kill yarmala go back to bed Mm -hmm. and have his children find her body the next morning and believe that a stranger murdered her which is a lot now, because, okay, because my thing as a, if, sorry, I said I was going to shut up, but you said You're earlier fine. that he had blood on his neck, right? And I kind of pictured it as, like, if you're sleepwalking, you wouldn't clean up anything. So I was picturing just, like, blood, you know, on there. And then. I think it was smears. I yeah. mean, I don't think it was, like. That looked like, you know, yeah. he was bleeding. Yeah. But you could definitely yeah. tell there was something there. Damn, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so they tried to attack the marriage by saying that Yarmula wasn't wearing her wedding ring when the police found her body. Mm-hmm. 
which to me was like, you're you're stretching, yeah. because I don't wear a wedding ring all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was it was night. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was asleep. Like so, that's not an indicator of a bad marriage. Yeah, sometimes my wife doesn't wear her wedding ring to bed because it'll cut, you know, with her moving and stuff. So I, snag on things like mm-hmm. when a girl gets a wedding ring, she's like, I do not want anything to happen to this. Yeah, it's because my wedding ring, I wear it twenty four seven, and then she, I'm like, babe, why you take your wedding ring off? Why you washing dishes? I don't want it to get messy. Put the ring back on, please. You know, I yeah, spent, I spent a lot of money on that ring. But yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing you spent so much. That's me. Is yeah. I'm cheap. Mm-hmm. I will admit it every day, all day. You spent so much money on this. If I lose it, I will hate myself for the rest of my life. Yeah, <laughs> like my ring is like a hundred. No, but this one was like fifty dollars. Hers is a lot. Right. <clears throat> so that's not an indication of a bad marriage. No, it's not. Maybe she just didn't wear it. Mm-hmm. Um. So they also pointed out that maybe Scott knew this excuse was made before. Mm-hmm. So maybe Scott knew about the 1987 case of a Canadian man named Ken Parks, who was acquitted of killing his mother-in-law because he claimed he did it unintentionally while sleepwalking. Huh. So maybe Scott planned to use this defense as a backup plan mm-hmm. in case the ploy failed. The Canadian case was pretty crazy, too. Like, he drove uh-huh. to kill his in-laws and then said he was sleepwalking, and they still acquitted him. Tell me this man drove a long way. Th- Our justice system. <laughs> Our justice system is like, like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, but yeah. Canada's like, sure, yeah, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, get some fries and gravy, eh? Yeah. Uh, oh, ah, I forget what that's called. It sounds good. Okay. Stay on track. <laughs> Stay on track. All right. So here's where we get to it. Okay. A jury convicted Scott of first degree murder mm-hmm. and sentenced, he was sentenced in 2000, the year 2000, uh-huh. to life in prison. Uh, they wanted to go for the death penalty, but his children and his family fought really hard for him to be saved. Yes. So today, Scott Flater is an inmate at the Arizona Department of Corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from one incident in 2004 when he disobeyed an order, mm-hmm. Scott has been fine in prison. Um, he works his assignments, including... He's like a teacher's aide. Yep. Like he works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one person who was an online, like Reddit person, mm-hmm. said, "I hope he's sleeping in an individual cell for everyone's sake." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I, I think that's the best life for him. I think the truth. Okay, yeah, I think that's the best life for him. Just life in prison for the rest of his life because nobody knows. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. But if he really didn't know, how sad is that? Mm-hmm. That his kids grew up and probably had kids mm-hmm. and he's in prison for killing his wife, which in prison, you know, if they believe he did it, he's not having a good time. Yeah. And I mean, and then you've got to think about too. You're suffering the loss of your significant other too, you know. So, yep. man, if if it's true, this guy's life has just gone downhill real fast. Um, but then, like we said, we you've got to think about that other side. You know, he might have done it, and he might have been he might not have been sleep. So you've got to keep him in prison. So I understand where they're coming from. The jury, I, why in this case, they want to kill somebody real quick, but we talk about other cases, and they're like, oh, no, we're just going to quit it, even though there's just tons of evidence, you know. This, 
this case we don't have that. Nobody knows what's going on, but they want to kill a man. <laughs> but other, right. other cases we've got, you know, blood. You were there at the crime. The cops caught you red-handed. But no, you're going to get life in prison. You know, no, no death penalties mentioned or anything. That pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I don't know Arizona's stance on the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that Missouri comes down hard. I oh, know yeah. that Kansas City or Kansas, um, they have a pretty, yeah, they just don't, they wait too long. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. Illinois goes back and forth. They're like, lethal injection, no lethal injection. You know, they go back and forth. I think right now they're at this point where it's like life in prison. So, you know, I don't know. So it's so listeners, what do you think? Yeah, what do you? I want to know. Yeah, like because we're just over here. You know, you don't heard me run my mouth too much about my theories. <laughs> I want to know what you guys think about this because this is, this is, this is. Listen, I don't know, Sarah. I don't know where you'd be finding all these cases. I don't know why. I'm, if you guys are watching the video, I was getting ready to do something like this. Because she's on that side. But I don't know where she finds these cases, but they're really, really good. They make you think. They're making us, make me feel like a detective. And I hope they make you feel like a detective, too. So join our group and help us figure this out, man. Help us figure this out. So That is the case, and it's crazy, of the sleepwalking killer. We'll see you guys next week on Code 187. So good.